welcome back to Wake Up Call. Wake everybody up because it's time for your favorite crew to be on the air. It's the Wake Up Crew. I'm your host, Corey Parker, and I'm here with Rachel Abelard and Jay Matthews II. And we're super excited today. But before we get into everything, how are y'all doing? Are y'all stressed about anything? How's life? So, first of all, I have some complaints. Uh It's a little chilly outside. Second, someone took my favorite parking spot. Mm. So, you need to move, whoever you are. Mm. Um, And third, my stomach is kind of off today. But besides that, it's a beautiful day. You know, the sun's out. I'm alive. So, hey, you know, how do you feel, Jay? I mean, I'm with y'all ladies today. So, it's always a good day anytime I'm with y'all. Um, I got this Clark Atlanta shirt, the best HBCU in the nation. Okay, we talked about Atlanta yesterday, me and Corey did. And boom, I just wanted to wear this Atlanta shirt today. And then yesterday, last night, great job by Brielle and Caleb yesterday. You're not alone. Yes! Absolutely incredible. Love the conversation. Shout out to those females. They did absolutely incredible last night. I'm doing well too, guys. Life is good. Last night, guys, I don't know if y'all saw the Instagram, but Rachel... Mia and I went to Baskin Robbins, 30 minutes away from Temple. Let's do better, Baskin Robbins. <laughs> and we tried their Thanksgiving Fixins ice cream flavor. Mm. And when I tell you guys that was probably one of the best ice cream flavors I've ever had, it really made my night end on a high. Then I went back to my dorm, shared it with some of my friends, and almost finished a whole pint of ice cream myself. Mm. So I'm feeling energized today. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm excited. And like Rachel said, I'm happy to be alive. Hello, right? right? right. Facts, exactly. Facts, facts. Exactly. Stay blessed. Exactly. But before we get dive into that tea, guys, let's talk about what's going on here in Philly and at Temple. So starting off with the Rather H, let's hear it. All right. It's a little cold. It's a little cold. Um, (laughs) As of right now, uh, in Philadelphia, it's 48 degrees. Uh, We're going to go up to a high of 55 around 3 p.m. And then it's going to drop down to the 40s. So, you know, get your light coats on, but look cute. You know what I mean? You know, pop out for your classes today. And and yeah, that's about it. How do you guys feel? (laughs) I mean, I think it's a pretty nice day. Pretty Pretty nice. I was about yeah. to say. It's like nice. crisp out. But she's a New Yorker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, she's so a New Yorker. She's a little like, different. Like, it's, it's different, different with us. <laughs> no, DMV is like, on, okay, honestly, we do definitely get some cold weather here and there. But like 40 degrees. That's like my eyes start watering. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, I walked out the dorm. My eyes were like watering a little bit, not a lot, not a whole like shedding of tears. But I was watering a little bit. So this is a little too cold for me. I liked what we had yesterday and the day before with those sixties. You know, sixties. I just need a hoodie type thing. Okay. The well, full coat is mm-hmm. a lot going on. What Corey meant to say is that we don't like the weather at all. We don't do that. <laughs> Okay, we're kind of different. Okay, we're we're from the DMV. We don't we don't do this weather. We don't do this at all. We don't do it. Listen, gotta get used to it. We gotta get like used it. to it. You in I Philly know. now? All right. Four more years. That's <laughs> Two, one more. <laughs> oh, God. You're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you get the warmth sooner than I. But anyway, let's talk about some Philly news, guys. If you're here in Philly and you're listening to us from Philly, this is for you. So if you're into country music, get ready because singer Kenny Chesney is coming to Lincoln Field for a Sun Goes Down tour in 2024. Tickets will be officially going on sale Friday, November 17th. So that's next Friday, y'all, the beginning of our Thanksgiving break. So make sure you get those tickets. And if you're really interested into him and you want to buy some pre-sale tickets, those go up on Monday, November 13th. So like I said, if y'all are ready to sing your heart out with Kenny, make sure to go get those tickets. Set your reminders now because they might sell out pretty fast considering he's going to be in the Lincoln Field. 
Hello. Yeah. Lincoln Field, that's the big stadium. Yeah. Um, up next, we have some more Philly news with celebrity chef Robert Irvine. He's hosting his annual fundraiser, Beats and Eats. I kind of like that name. Beats, Beats and, and Eats. Eats. Yeah. Beats and Eats. Pretty fire. Where celebrity chefs will be preparing family-style seven-course meals with live performances from current and on-the-up artists. He expects to raise approximately $1 million from the fundraiser and is looking forward to the event. Irvine said, quote, I get the gratification that we are actually helping and doing something good where our government fails. And these great organizations step in and pick up the workload and help them move on with their life. Have you guys heard about this Beats and Eats thing before? Literally never. Like this is never. My first time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, this is my first time. This sounds pretty interesting, no? Beats and Eats. This probably sounds interesting. Probably a new concept in mind, you know? Right. Beats and Eats. It's, it's something good. It's some like... Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with some food and music. Yeah, I think every right. event needs food and music. I don't care what kind of a, a funeral. Like, it needs food and music, period. That is very true. And you're having celebrity chefs. So that's yeah. the people cooking in Kim Kardashian, mm. Beyonce, mm. Oprah Winfrey, wow. Justin Bieber. Their kitchens. We're about to eat their food. And seven-course meal. You know how many... Like, how much food that is? All them names you just mentioned, that all that food better be fire. I'm right. Not <laughs> right. That food better be fire. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like that's so insane. Okay, some more Philly news. Sherelle Parker is elected yes. Philly's 100th mayor. Yep. This is so iconic, not because of her political identity, but also because she's the first woman yeah. to hold this position. Congrats, Sherelle. Yes. Congrats, girl. That's such a yep. big deal. I feel like, do you guys think this could be the start of more women in these political roles? You know, I think women have been in politics for as long as men have. It's just the acknowledgement of them. So her exposure, yeah, like definitely that's amazing. It'll definitely inspire a lot of people. Um, but will it guarantee more women elected in that position? I'm not too sure. I'm not really? too sure at all. Yeah. The same way we thought that like Obama being black will really change the landscape. Da -da -da. Not really. He was just kind of like an anomaly for presidential races. So. I don't know. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I think honestly, though, it probably will change in the future because if you thought about it, in 2020, remember Kamala Harris, she kind of started that women in politics. And before I get more on that, congratulations, Cheryl Parker, black woman. Got to say some props to that. Woo! Definitely for sure. But it started with Kamala Harris. Right. You got Cheryl Parker. So it's probably going to elevate throughout the years. And the way women are now today, like they are so like, they're going for it. Like, they're going for the big shots where maybe back in the day, maybe, oh, it was controversial that, oh, women's in office. Nah, now today, a woman's in office is dope. It's fun to see. So it's going to be an elevation of that. It's going to be an evolution of that. And I'm excited for that. What about you, Corey? I'm super excited. I love that she's a black woman in office. I think this could be the start of, honestly, some more people become like getting an office that are females especially black females and like Rachel said it's definitely seems like it's just one of those events was like a one-in-a-kind type thing but I think this could give people the confidence to actually run for these positions knowing that oh my gosh a black woman has yeah. run and she got the position this has inspired me to want to run as well so if it's not them being in the position I think it'll encourage people to at least want to try yeah. you know what I'm saying definitely because they sure. have confidence they know that someone else has done it I can too type thing mm -hmm. so I'm super proud Congratulations, Cheryl Parker, if you're listening. We'd love to have you on the show. That would be so awesome. Hello, right? Right, right? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, next, Rue Landau and Nina Ahmad make history as Philly's first LGBTQ and South Asian council members. That's a big deal, guys. Yeah, we're, we're winning this year. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of yes. diversity um, in office. So, you know, congrats to you guys as well, for real, especially since these were big seats. So, yes. you know, yesterday's, uh, you know, election, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. Everyone's doing their thing. No, that's so awesome. <laughs> Definitely. We're seeing a lot of diversity. I love to see. I think we're going up, guys. I think we're going up. We're going to see more diversity, I think, from here on out. Yeah, yeah. So now let's talk about some temple news. Mm. Um, A recent article by the Philadelphia Inquirer talked about what the temple community wants from the new president following the passing of past president Joanne Epps. According to the article, the new president will be chosen in the spring of 2024. Okay. They provided a list of things that I guess they said the temple community wants. But I want to ask you guys, as temple students, what would you guys like to see in this new president? So I would want consistency from the new president. If you've seen over the years, there has been a lack of consistency. I, I know you two wasn't here. Last year, it was the whole teacher strike when they wasn't getting paid, like the TAs wasn't getting paid, and then it's like the student safety is an issue. So just some consistency, actually caring for the students because, Corey, you're paying for education. Rachel, you're paying for education. I'm paying for education. So we want to be in the best situation possible to have a nice college experience. And the simple fact that we can't get that on a regular basis is just not an ingredient for success. And I feel as though that a lack of, like, consistency needs to happen. It needs to happen. Now, right now, I don't know, like, they're saying it's the president from two years ago, and that's the president right now. Great. Da-da-da-da. I need to see some I need to see some consistency though. I need to see some consistency when it comes to the Temple President office. And yes, I would want to see another black person in the office because Jason Wingard didn't get a chance. He got one one year. He got one year. Joanne Epps God bless her soul. She passed away. I would love to see another person in Cullen office, by the way, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like Jay say, said, Corey and I pretty much just arrive on campus. So I'm not too well versed on past presidents. I'm not too well versed on what the president does in regard to the school. But like Jay said, um, we want consistency. People want to know that they're being taken care of. That goes for staff. That goes for students. And we want to see the money that we spend, the thousands of dollars that we spend be allocated back into us. Now, you can make gorgeous facilities left and right. But when I have to pay an arm and a leg for a parking spot Mm. and I'm over here working for the radio station for free, maybe you can open up a quick parking spot for uh, commuters that is included in tuition so I don't have to drop another bag. Um, We also have adjunct professors that are expressing their concern with not getting paid. They get paid pretty much the amount of two, the, the tuition of two to four students. Mind you, we're all paying, you know, nine to twelve thousand dollars a semester when you have thousands of students on campus you're making millions every single semester i think you can afford uh to put it back into your students when it comes to scholarships grants left right up and down um again i don't know the impact that the president has but you know i'm hoping that they at least express concern for that our safety and just putting money back into the students and the faculty what do you think Corey? I definitely agree. I want to see some diversity. I think 
think that's super good. It allows people to feel comfortable and heard. I think that's so amazing. I would like to see someone that actually is proactive and actually works with the students. We don't just hear about them, but we actually see them working with us. They're coming to classes, like an active president. I would love to see someone that actually, you know, would make a difference with our meals here, too. I mean, <laughs> the food here, I've been struggling, like, every what, day. What, the J&H? Not even just J&H, but, like, just everything. Like, the food closes very early. On the mm. weekends, you can't even have access to food, to be completely honest. That's true. So, yeah, like, they close very at 3 true. and at 5, and only two places are open, and there's thousands of kids on this campus. Yeah. It's crazy. So, someone that actually makes a change in that regards as well. But otherwise, like you said, just consistency, someone that's active in the school, and then also just someone that's relatable, someone that's cool, down-to-earth, vibes well with all of us. I would love to see that as well. And then to add on to what you said, Rachel, about the money, the money goes to the wrong places. They got to start putting money in the right places. Um, if you just if you can just see, they put money into a lot of sports, which right now aren't winning, I'm not going to say, but right now aren't winning. They're also putting in money that's really unnecessary, right? So it's like they got to put money in the right conditions, in the right places, in the right avenues. And if they can do that, then probably it's going to be a better uh, college experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. For sure. And talking about money, on to some Temple clubs and just club announcements altogether. Another place that I know a lot of Temple students like to spend their money is at Saxby's. So make sure to stop by Saxby's here at Alter Hall today and grab a bite between 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. to support the National Association of Black Accountants, also known as NABA today. 20% of sales that are made through the app will get donated to the organization, which is so, so awesome. If you're into fashion and business, make sure you go to TU's Fashion and Business Club today, meeting today from 4 to 5 in Speakman Room 112. If you're ready to build your personal brand, make sure to also join Temple's very own Professor Sheldon Barlat Rummer. I think I completely butchered her name, but Professor Rummer, bottom line, in Mitten Hall, room 220. This is an event you do have to RSVP for, so make sure to head on over to our Instagram, wakeupcall.whip, to RSVP for that. If you feel like you're in danger, y'all, because I know sometimes we always are hearing about these safety alerts here on campus, you can learn about self-defense at the Student Facility Center in Fitness Studio 1, Floor B, at 12 p.m. today to learn skills and strategies to protect yourself. Because, you know, like I said, we've been seeing a lot of concerning news lately, so it's better to be safe. And always make sure you um, get your notifications from the Temple um, Police and to safety here on campus. And if you ever feel in danger, make sure to contact 215-204-1234. Another club and just Temple announcement, the Cherry Pantry is open today from 1 to 5. So make sure you go by there and grab your essentials. And then last but not least, y'all... Um, Maxo, I think we mean Maxi, right? Or is Maxies? it Maxi? Uh, Maxi's? Yeah, Maxi's, Maxi's. The rapper? Maxo? Yeah, rap- oh, oh, the yeah, rap- the rapper. Oh, yeah, the rapper. I completely messed that up. Me too. I thought it was the food place. But Maxo will be performing on November 17th. So next Friday at the Silk City Diner, you have the chance to see him perform live. Um, WHIP Radio will be giving away two tickets to one lucky winner and here's how you can enter make sure to like the post on the whip radio instagram and comment who you would like to bring with you to the show by friday november 10th at 5 p.m guys that is this friday so make sure you do that if you would like to go see maxo live 
Anyways, that concludes our Temple and Philly announcements for our What's Going On segment. Up next, get ready for Let's Talk About It, part one, where we will be discussing the upcoming Super Bowl and a celebrity who is no longer condoning her fan base's behavior. With that being said, let's listen to some Justin Bieber, guys, and we'll be back after the break. Welcome, everybody, back to the WHIP Wake Up Call. Follow us on the iHeartRadio and Radio FX app and on social media at WHIP Radio and WakeUpCall.WHIP. You all listen to the WHIP Radio. I'm Jay Matthews Second. Rachel's in the building. Corey's in the building. Hello. Everyone's in the building today. The OG crew is in the building on this nice, beautiful Wednesday. And we got a topic at hand. I know a lot of people have been going to his concerts. I know a lot of people have been seen online at his concerts. And we're about to get into that right now. As many of us know, on February 11th, 2024, Usher will be performing at the Super Bowl at the halftime show. And according to him, he is preparing to take his performance to the next level. And Usher has made it clear that the performance is more mental than it is physical. While he hasn't provided any specific details related to his performance, he said that his performance will be centered around unity and how he has been preparing all his life for this moment. So, ladies, let me ask y'all this question. How do you think his performance is going to go? I mean, we've been seeing Kenya Moore. We've been seeing Winnie Harlow, Kiki Palmer. Do you think we're going to get that type of performance? Are we going to get some more energetic, so to say? What are we going to see, ladies? I mean, Usher's also a dancer, okay? Yep. So he's a performer in every sense of the word. And I know lately we've been talking a lot about Y2K and its comeback. I think he's going to really tap into that and really just give us all what we've been craving, all that we've been talking about, that old school goodness, a little pop lock and drop it, a little romance, a little pizzazz, a little riz, a little finesse. I think he'll give us literally everything that we've seen in those concerts, you know, with Kiki Palmer and all that good stuff, Doja Cat. Um, so he's going to give us exactly that. And honestly, we kind of need that. We, we need that sensual feeling in the middle of um, men tossing each other uh, during a football game. So what do you think, Corey? <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be epic. Like you said, Jay, there's been a lot of him with other celebrities here recently. And I would love to see him perform his song, New Flame. I would love to see that live. And if he brings out, like Beyonce, remember when Beyonce, or no, when Bruno Mars did the Super Bowl, he brought out Beyonce. What if, not Chris Brown, but what if Usher brought out Chris Brown? And they started presenting New Flame, right? Start doing the dance and everything. So far, I think if he had some of his older songs, doesn't he have a song with Justin Bieber? Yes. Mm -hmm. What if he brought Justin Bieber out? Because I feel like he's an artist that has a lot of other artists on his songs. So what if it's kind of just like a melting pot of all of his songs and collabs? He brings out Justin. He brings out... Okay, I think Kiki Palmer would be a little, like, problematic. Oh, dear. But what if we brought out <laughs> Kiki Palmer, Chris Brown? Like, I think it could be so epic. And I think he's getting people hyped because he's been in the news so much recently with so many other artists. So I think it's going to be super good. I don't really listen to that many Usher songs, like, of just him himself. But like I said earlier, I do listen to a lot of songs of him with other artists. So I feel like his performance at the Super Bowl could be pretty awesome to be honest especially if he was to bring in those other people but did you guys know that like super bowl performers don't get paid mm -hmm. you yeah. did yeah i literally yeah. did not know that 
Yeah, I learned that like last year, like through a similar article yeah. that kind of was just like, like they don't get paid. Not anymore. a single dollar. And the Super Bowl justifies this by saying, "Hey, we cover all your production costs. Mm. Um, we put you in front of some of the biggest biggest audiences on TV. And on top of that, it it shows because a lot of these artists, their streaming went up by." 200 300 400 percent after they performed on the super bowl um rihanna shakira j-lo justin timberlake justin timberlake was on the super bowl right yep. oh okay no, i'm not sure marriage but she did with other people didn't yeah, she? yeah dr dre snoop Dogg, yeah. Eminem, yeah 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 so um you know it i think they're still winning that's really not anything that crazy no, I definitely agree. I feel like it's. I didn't know that they were paying for their production costs and everything. And I'm thinking, I always feel like I'm referring back to Beyonce. But if we think about her concert that she just had, her production costs, I think, took up a large amount of the money she could have made for that concert. So if a company or the Super Bowl is covering your production costs, that means you have the ability to go above and beyond low key and just present and perform. And all you have to do is do what you love doing. So, and then on top of that, people are listening to your music and your streams. That's more money for you anyway. So them not paying them, I feel like sounds bad on paper, but when you think about all the other things and other ways they're getting benefited from it, they're getting paid way more, honestly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I love Rihanna, right? But I low-key stopped listening to her up until that Super Bowl. Literally, like, the week before she performed, I was blasting her music. The week after she performed, I was blasting her music. Like, I was a fan all over again. Like, it just right. kind of, like, refreshed that entire, their, you know, presence in your mind. Everybody was hyped, too. No, yeah, they for were. real. For real. I think they literally were. the only performance that I really, truly did not care about was Maroon 5. Do you guys remember that? Oh, didn't they have someone else come on? They performed on? at a Super Bowl? Yes, bro. It was like three years ago. They did have someone else come on. And I forget because I really didn't watch it. Like, I was not looking. Five. Maroon 5 hopped on that stage. And I turned my TV off so fast because why? Like, who's keeping them in business? Anyway, anyway. They make some good music now. They, they make do. some good music. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but who is keeping them in business like this? Like, by this point, you might as well, you know have third eye blind perform at, at at Super Bowl. You might as well have Nickelback. Like it's it's that kind of Nickelback would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how oh, oh but did you guys know that like they asked Lizzo, Taylor Swift and Harry Styles to perform at this year's Super Bowl. All three of them turned it down. So Usher was kind of the first choice. But, you know, Jay, like you said, he said he's been preparing for this his whole life. Yeah. So I, I think he's the perfect candidate, honestly. Yeah. No, you got ahead, it. You go got ahead. oh and I think that means it's going to be even more epic. And to be honest, I think Lizzo performing would have been problematic considering everything that she's been going through. It would have just been a bad choice. Taylor Swift just got off of her Eras tour. She's probably tired and she's just, you know, living her life. So I don't think we need to see more of her personally. <laughs> and then Harry Styles, I know who he is, but like, isn't he kind of like irrelevant now? Wasn't Watermelon Sugar High like his last big song? Nah, he's he still produced. He's still he's still I don't I, listen, I don't know the man, but I do know that his fan base will definitely tune into him. But is he Super Bowl material? Right. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's well aware that he's not Super Bowl material. Like I I don't I don't know. I say this as someone that's not a fan and you guys obviously don't listen to him either. So maybe we're not the best per people to discuss Harry Styles, but um Yeah, but back to the original question though when it talked about um, how do we feel about the performance? I think Usher's performance in 2024, he'll, he's going to have a good performance. I mean, this is Usher we talking about. Like, right. all that we've seen with Kenya Moore, Winnie Hollow, Kiki, and, and uh, Aja Wilson, all that we've seen, 
He gonna do more of that in the Super Bowl. Like there, there's no way he's not gonna do more of that in the Super Bowl. It's Usher. He's saying it's not gonna be more physical. It's gonna be more mental. All right, great. You still gonna probably flirt in the audience, or you're probably gonna bring some 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 females on stage and do whatever you gotta do. He, it's Usher, man. Like he he gonna do something. He gonna do something that's out of this world. That's what he is going to do. No, definitely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, next, let's talk about Nicki Minaj. I don't know if y'all heard, but Nicki Minaj recently wrote a letter to her fan base, also known as The Barbs. Are y'all a fan of Nicki? I mean, she made good music. Right, like, that's exactly <laughs> where I am. Wow, that was not like, what I was expecting. I respect her. I really do yeah, respect, I respect I'm never going to talk down, what? but, like, I'm not a Barb. Are you a Barb, Corey? You got real quiet. No, I'm not a Barb. I was oh. just like... I was expecting, considering how big of a deal Nicki Minaj is, I was expecting a big happy response, and nah. I didn't get that. Nah. Honestly, I don't even think I met a Barb in real life, for real. I, I've met a ton. Really? They are hype. They cool. Okay. Better than them Swifties, I know that. <laughs> I mean, have you seen them online, though? The Barb. Have and you? that's exactly what this is about. Boom. You know, <laughs> so he, she wrote a message to the Barbs on her Instagram, and it said, quote, Dear Barbs, be sure to never threaten anyone on my behalf. Whether on the internet or in person, whether in jest or not, I don't and never have condoned that. We have an amazing album right around the corner, 120823. It feels so unreal and euphoric, wishing you blessings on blessings. So wake up, crew. Are we excited for this new album? I feel like y'all aren't because y'all don't really care about that. Uh, but anyways, what are your thoughts on her message to her barbs? Do y'all think it was genuine? Do you think this was, just, this was just a way for her to announce her new album? What is the vibe? Um, I'm gonna say it like this. Fans can sometimes step over line. Hello. Um, and I'm glad Nicki Minaj said something about that. Um, fans can step over line sometimes. Fans can sometimes get too energetic about their new artist. They can get too, um, problematic sometimes. And that happens sometimes. And the fact that Nicki Minaj stepped up and said, yo, like, can y'all not threaten anybody? Can y'all not do nothing wild? I think that's a huge thing. Now... I don't know if they're going to proceed with that. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I'm glad Nicki Minaj stepped up in a huge way for them to be like, yo, y'all got to calm down. I understand. I love the fandom. I love what's going on. But at the same time, y'all just got to cool it right now. Y'all just got to relax. Cool. I know y'all excited for this new album, but just cool, relax. Just stay calm. Like, don't do nothing extra. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Nicki Minaj's fan base is well known for kind of being bullies. Um, there was a point where she almost got sued um, because a YouTuber and pop culture commentator Kimberly Nicole Foster, she she threatened to take legal action against Nicki after um, her fans started making violent threats towards her. So honestly, Nicki, it's a little too late, uh, too little too late to sit there and, you know, now tell your fans to stop bullying people when they've been doing it for literal years. But, uh, you know, you know, good job for making the announcement. Good job for calling them out. And hopefully they listen because I see these people, man. They they go after anybody with a pulse, bro. Like, don't say nothing about Nikki. And honestly, don't even <laughs> post a video of me saying this because they might attack me. So I just it's just. I don't know, too little, too late. But this album is really exciting. Uh, this is the follow-up to her 2010 release, Pink Friday, which was a huge, huge deal for her. So what do you think, Corey? No, I definitely, like you said, think it is a little bit too late. So I'm kind of curious to know why she's just saying it now, outside of it just being an announcement of her new album. I just feel like maybe this was a way of just 
maybe this is just like a part of her release thing. I don't know if it's as sincere as we think because like you said, Rachel, she should have said it this way earlier considering she's literally had lawsuits against her for her aggressive fan base. So, um, I, like I said, don't really listen to Nicki Minaj like that. But I'm excited for her if this is like a big bang. You know, we've talked about recently on the show about artists, you know, consistency coming back from their little hiatus and break. So this could be like a big deal for her. And I'm excited for her. I'm excited to hear what the barbs are going to say about um, her new album and hear what their reaction is to this message that she's just posted to all of her people as well. Yeah, Nikki said that this upcoming album is one of her favorite releases because she experienced writer's block after releasing Queen. I believe that was like 2017, 2018 or something like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's very cool to see her kind of be in her bag again, because when she first popped out, she was the queen of rap. She And you couldn't tell anybody anything about Jay, why are you making a face? Wait, 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 wait. Why are you wait. making faces? Because she was the queen of rap in what, like 2010. What, in 2010? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking like in, in, in history or in general. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, ahead. so who do you think was the is the queen of rap in, in like overall? Oh, it's Little Kim. <laughs> oh, Kim. far enough. Did you hear now. their diss tracks to Come each on. other, Nicki and Lil' Kim? I don't care about no diss tracks. I care about <laughs> actual talent. <laughs> they can diss each other all they want. That's great. Look at look at Little Kim. Look at her history. Look at Nicki Minaj. I understand Nicki Minaj had more success, but still, Little Kim she she got bars and low key. May God rest her soul. If Left Eye was still alive, I'm telling you right now, she definitely would have been the queen of rap. But she's one of the greatest of all time. May God rest her soul. Okay. All right. What do you think, Corey? Guys, it's not my type of question. I literally <laughs> only listen to R&B and Jesus music. <laughs> I don't really listen to rap. But um, as a result, I'm going to say Megan. The Stallion? Huh? You thought I was going to say Megan Trainer? What? I mean, that's, she's not a I mean, you might as well at this point. Megan Thee Stallion is great. But queen of rap, bro? Right now or history? Right now? History? I don't know. Okay. Oh, I think we should move on to break. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we'll be back after this break for Let's Talk About It. Continued, where we'll be discussing the newest sexiest man alive. Hello. And guys, I'm getting side eyes. Pray for me. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. Man, have we had a good show so far, but it's not over yet now. Guys, let's talk about this. Okay, we were talking about it a little bit over the break, but as y'all know, Travis Kelsey has been in the news a lot considering his new relationship with singer Taylor Swift. But now, Philadelphia Eagles' Jason Kelsey, also known as Travis Kelsey's brother, has been in the news as well. Matter of fact, he was actually featured on People's Magazine as, quote, the sexiest man alive. Not too much of the story, y'all, but what are your thoughts? Do you all think that Jason Kelsey is the sexiest man alive? And be honest. Jay, you first. Um, <laughs> right, because your eyes. Um, I mean, he, he I, he's a good-looking dude. Like, I ain't going to say he's the sexiest man alive. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. You think he's the sexiest man alive? Mm, no. Oh. <laughs> Not at all. Um, first of all, I don't even like the Eagles because... They're horrific fans that come to this school every freaking day. I'm tired of seeing that stupid green. I'm tired of them chanting that stupid EA bullcrap. I'm tired of hearing that mess. But that's here nor there. But it's big boy season. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jason Kelsey is big boy season. Listen, yo, big boys need love. All right, it's, it's winter season, fall season, whatever season you want to call it. Is this, this is a weird season right now, but still, big boy season. It's cuddle season. Forget the hoodies, get you a big boy. Yeah. Did you just say that? Bro, mind you, Jay's not even a big boy. Like, he represented big boys like he I mean, 300 I'm pounds. Big, I mean, I'm a little big. <laughs> a little fat. <laughs> oh, God. Insane. So you think he deserved? Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. Right. 100%. Right. He's not the second man alive. His brother could have won it over him, I think. No hate to ja- Jason Kelsey. I think he's a good guy. His wife and him, we love them. But I don't think he's a sexiest man alive at all. Like, he actually is not attractive to me at all. And y'all know, my friends know, I like myself a little big boy. Like, I like bigger guys. I think, you know, like, they're great. But Jason Kelsey is not the sexiest man. Like, his beard, his hair, he looks like, I don't know. Like, I'm also thinking about his brother. I think Travis Kelsey is probably one of the finest people alive before he got rid of the beard. Before he got rid of the beard. Yo, if your beard is the determining factor on whether or not you you look good, then maybe you don't look good. No, but he looks good. His smile, his hair, his eyes, his style. Oh, my God. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, I don't mess with it. He looks like a country boy from, like, 1800s. A cute country boy with a little mustache. Not cute. You think he looks cute now? I, I don't think he's hideous, but I don't think him or his brother are like the sexiest people alive. Like I wouldn't, they look like someone that I saw on the street. Like I just saw them at 7-Eleven. I just, just saw them saw at Travis Wawa. Kelsey. I saw their twins. I, shoot. They look so regular. No. That's my man. <laughs> Travis know. Kelsey. Oh my gosh. But no, Jason Kelsey, I don't think so. Like, no. No. Man. But like I said, big boys, I love big boys. Like, the rise of the big boys, we love to see it. But like, the Rock, he's a big boy. Um, nah, that he's, he's just Bob Duncan boat. from Good Luck Charlie. He's a big boy. I would have preferred him over Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Bob Duncan. Wait, the what? Dad, <laughs> bro, she's bro. You've been saying some crazy stuff this morning, like the dad from Good Luck Charlie. I think is better than Jason Kelsey. So you have a type? Not even a type, but like he's a big boy. And I don't think he looks terrible compared to Jason Kelsey. He's not my type at all. But I think Bob Duncan now. Bob Duncan now? Is better than Jason Kelsey. What, with the goatee and all that now? Yes. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go. Tell me he doesn't look better than Jason Kelsey. He looks like. He doesn't look good, but he looks better than Jason. You guys know Stone Cold Steve? Oh, you are Stone Cold Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro. Yo. I can't. Okay. He looked like Yo. a wrestler, bro. He looked like. But he looks better than Jason. My point is, bottom line, they could have chosen anyone else. If they wanted a big boy, you could have chosen anyone else. I don't think he, he's a candidate. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, so um, people released like a sneak peek of, of six of the guys, right? So I'm just going to scroll through the list real quick. We've got Pedro Pascal. Um, and he's like good looking, but I think people are overdoing it. Who, I think Pedro he's just. Who? He's in uh, uh, The Last of Us. Pedro Pascal. Uh, As an option? Yeah, he's he was like number one. Um, yeah. Him? And they also have Timothy Chalamet, or Calamay, Timothy Chalamet. 
Um, Usher is also on this list, which good for him. Uh, we also got Jamie Foxx on the list. Lenny Kravitz, of course, of course. Um, then we got Jason uh, Kelsey. So... <laughs> so disrespectful. This is a funny mix. And then of we got people. Bob Duncan. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> right, like, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know. This list is wild. I want to know who's making it. Um, if it's like a vote or something like that, because I never know how they determine this kind of stuff. Um, one thing for sure, though, I do agree with Timothy Chalamet. I think he's a good-looking Timothy dude. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's Let the the new Willy Wonka. Oh, um, with the big smile. I'm going to say they making a Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, bro. They have no, a he's a kid. He looks like a child. He, he should not, he sh- could win like cutest kid <laughs> alive, but like sexiest man. Yeah, I, they they really putting him in our face for real. Um, I think Usher deserves it, really. I, I never even looked at him that way because he was always so much older than me. But, you know, looking at him, bro, he's a good looking dude. Like, I'd let him ruin my life. Like, I, I don't know. How about you, Jay? How do you feel? Would you ask you ruin your life? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. God, no. Um, whoever's on this list, good for them. Congrats. That's that's all I got to say. I think Travis Kelsey needs to win it. Maybe maybe next year. Or maybe he's, like, lower on the list. Because oh, this Jason is just Kelsey. a sneak peek. How is Jason Kelsey on the top and his brother is not? I think he bribed somebody. Must have. Yeah. No. Maybe he was on. mad his brother was in the spotlight. Come on, Maybe. Jason Kelsey, come on. But speaking of the spotlight, speaking of social media, and just seeing these people, how about a phone where you have access to none of this? Rapper Kendrick Lamar is stepping into a new category as he recently parted with Day Free to create a new device called the Light Phone. The phone was created with the intention of forcing people to interact with people in real life. The phone can serve five purposes. One, use the phone. Two, an alarm. Three, music. Four notes and five language. I don't even know what the language part's supposed to do. And oh, oh no! I was gonna say the the language part works like an eight ball. So then you'll ask it a question, you shake the phone, and it'll literally what? give you an answer. Yeah, so it's like Siri, I guess. Users users are invited to ask the phone a question, and like she said, just shake it to find out an answer. The phone released last week, and it's selling for two hundred and ninety nine dollars, and it completely sold out in minutes, y'all. They only sold 250 models, so not too bad. But considering you can only do five things, it's definitely a little bit questionable. So wake up, crew. What are your thoughts on this device? Would you purchase it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, listen, I love Kendrick Lamar as an artist. I do. I think he's a great I think he's the greatest rapper right now in this generation. But as far as this phone is concerned, I'm not buying that phone if I can't do. You're talk you're saying I got to shake this phone and ask a question. Why would I do that? Like, I'm just going to yo, Siri, like I'm not going to shake a phone and then ask a question. And then we have no social media, right? There's no social media on the phone, correct? Correct. Yeah, no. I can just get a flip phone for all this. Like, honestly, and I want a flip phone again. I don't see I like an iPhone. I like this nice little iPhone. I don't got to shake it up though, but I like a nice little iPhone, but I would love a flip phone again. Little yeah, I want that bad boy back. But his phone, nah, I'm not about to shake a phone to ask a question. Absolutely not. Yo, honestly, I'd purchase. I'd purchase that phone. I wish I knew about it a week ago. I mean, I'm I'm too broke. I'm not gonna buy it, but you know, if I could, <laughs> I would. <laughs> right. The thought of it is really nice. Um, it's really cool because older generations are really nostalgic about kind of like that time period without smartphones, and then younger generations are really fascinated by that time period, right? So we're all kind of reaching this middle ground where this phone 
kind of appeals to a lot of people. So the new wave of dumb phones have been uh, quite a hit lately. Um, the, the market for flip phones actually is up by 5%. So Jay saying that he wants a flip phone is actually really relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of like, first of all, the appeal of being able to like flip it open and flip yep. it closed. Y2K, you know I mean? baby. Y2K. Right, right. Those low quality pictures is kind of like putting a filter on you, on your pictures. So like, I, I don't know. I'd purchase the life out of this phone just to say I have it. How about you, Corey? I would definitely purchase this phone, but we were talking about it a little bit earlier, actually. If I was to get this phone, it would be in addition to my phone. I don't think I could survive with just a light phone and just having no internet, no nothing. Like, what if I have a question? I'm not going to ask an eight ball and expect it to tell me what I need to know. Um, and, I mean, I think it's a great concept. Um, it looks pretty interesting, too. I don't know if you guys have seen the phone. Listeners, if you have great if you haven't definitely go take a look at it it's definitely a sight to see um but i would definitely consider purchasing one and i feel like for elders who want to kind of feel hip by having a smartphone but still want to have what their phones had back in the day this is a great alternative so you can kind of evolve from the flip phone you now have a touch screen but you don't have safari you don't have any of that um but it's definitely interesting to see um i don't know would you guys like to see more apps on it or do you think the purpose is being fulfilled by the apps it has now. I do want to see some social media, though. I mean, did the phone doesn't have social media, right? No, but I guess the purpose of it was to be in... Avoid social media. Well, just to be, like, present in real life. Okay, okay. Well, I would say this. If they did add some more apps, then probably cool. That would be great. Maybe, like, real-life applications, like financial literacy or mm. education, some something of that nature. They want to add some more apps and actually be creative, like, actually talk about life. Like... For school, right, we are supposed to learn about this, about that, but we're supposed to really learn about the real world. Um, home, home ec, that's another one. Um, financial literacy, education, I already said that. But it's like, if you're going to ask some more apps, at least let it talk about life and what are we supposed to do to survive in the real world. And, and if that's the case, if you can't add the apps, I might as well just get a flip phone or a BlackBerry. Stop, BlackBerry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yo, do you guys remember Sidekicks? Sidekicks. Yo, bro, back in the day, there was a phone called a sidekick where it was like a horizontal phone, and when you flip it up, it flips. It literally flipped up. Man, that's a Samsung. Yo, that phone went crazy, bro. I'm telling you, that was like the hottest. That was the iPhone of like 2008, 2010 type stuff. But um, that was a Samsung. The BlackBerry. Y'all remember? I don't know. My parents used to have the BlackBerry. You know that game where the ball would be dropping? Yep. And then you got to travel and all that. Nah, that joint was dope. I miss that. Okay, speaking of like old things that we miss. Okay, what are things from back in the day? They would love to see, you know, come back or things that you just missed. Because I see on my Instagram, TikTok, all the time. You remember, like, those chairs in elementary, middle school? The blue chairs with, like, the little, like, slits in them? I hated them joints. You know what I'm yeah, why, why, why do you want that with the back? the little desk know, in them, saying, and like, then they had a desk right there. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. silly bands. Yeah. yeah. Rainbow Loom. Yeah. Y'all the erasers that were shaped in different cool designs? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, what I want to honestly see back, that's not even... Nothing school related, none of that. I want to see a show come back, but they just gonna make it garbage. I can just see what it. Yeah. One hundred six in Park. You know, I think it would thrive today. I think it would thrive today. What? Why you give me that? Hold Why? on. Why you give me that face? Oh, they can't see. Um, cause you don't know one hundred six in Park. What? What general? What like? What, what year did this come out? Corey. What year did this come Corey. out? Corey. What year did this come out? This. Ca- what? This came out in 2001, but people grew up watching I, 106 I wasn't in part. I was alive when it was 
out. And I, think about it. Ten years from 2001. So I was born in 05. So that would be 2011, right? Which right. means I was six. six. I wasn't watching none of that. Oh, you're such... Oh, poor baby. Oh, <laughs> oh my... I'm such a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what year are you? Oh my god, I'm 2003. Oh my I, god. Oh, poor, oh poor Corey. Oh, what, y'all are killing me. Yo, <laughs> yo, you ain't watch 106 in Parkinson after school? Well, so no, what is I that? watch Disney Channel. I was watching Good Luck Charlie oh. and Ant Farm. Now hold on, I'm shake it up. Right, hold on. I'm gonna take for you real quick because I didn't really watch 106 and Park either, and I was born in '99, so it was around. It was around, right? Um, and I I did catch it sometimes, but I was pressed about childish things like Cartoon Network and right. <laughs> I was I was pressed about childish things for real, for real. But 106 and Park was pretty much a talk show where they like went over music, yeah, culture, Terrence all that stuff. J, yeah. yeah, Bow Wow Box. was on it at one point. Who's Terrence J? You know what? Corey. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, so see think like a man and you're gonna see um a light skinned dude with a mustache. So you. No no <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, wait. <laughs> He's way taller. That literally could be you, Jay. No. Could be actually, you should be him for Halloween or something. Like that. <laughs> we, can we post a picture of you on the gram and, no. him and do a comparison? Yeah, we'll, we're, we're gonna, gonna do that. So check our Instagram page, um, wakeupcall.whip. Okay, we're gonna be posting a side by side picture oh um, of Jay and uh, Terrence J. Is his name right? Terrence J. Wow, that's crazy. That's no. his twin. That's his twin. No. Your doppelganger. Right, <laughs> and you guys are gonna let us know if they look right, like all right? right. So um, after this break. You know what I mean? We're going to get back to you guys with some more juicy tea, all right? So we'll be back in five. And be ready, too, guys, because we have a special guest in the house. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And we'll be back in a little bit. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to Wake Up Call at WHIP. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at wakeupcall.com. W-H-I-P. So now, today, we have a very, very special guest. And what's your name? A1 Like Steak Sauce. Okay, A1 <laughs> Like Steak Sauce. Right now, we have Josh uh, from A1 Land. Josh is a Philly-based content creator with thousands of views on YouTube, millions of views on TikTok, and a bustling fan base that stays active on his Instagram, A1 underscore Josh 17. So, Josh. Tell us about yourself. What's your major, your year, your favorite classes? Describe your content. Give us everything. Let me tell y'all the truth. <clears throat> For all the YouTube videos I be doing, I don't go to Temple. Wait, he doesn't go to you Temple? You don't go to where? I don't go to Temple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to Wake Up Call at WHIP. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at wakeupcall.whip. So now, today, we have a very, very special guest. And what's your name? A1 Like Steak Sauce. Okay, A1 <laughs> Like Steak Sauce. Right now, we have Josh uh, from A1 Land. Josh is a Philly-based content creator with thousands of views on YouTube, millions of views on TikTok, and a bustling fan base that stays active on his Instagram, A1 underscore Josh 17. So, Josh, tell us about yourself. What's your major, your year, your favorite classes? Describe your content. Give us everything. Let me tell you all the truth. <clears throat> 
for all the YouTube videos I be doing, I don't go to Temple. Wait, he doesn't go to you Temple? You don't go to where? Okay, okay, all right. So, so what makes you choose Temple? You know, because it's close, Uh and I graduated last year. So now, like Temple, Mm. I wanted to go to college, but I changed my mind because I wanted to do YouTube. That's like that's what I want to do. You know, it's it's a dream come true. You feel me? So I'm like, let me do YouTube. I'm not going to college. I'm gonna bet on myself. So I'm like, I'm do YouTube. I'm here now. So only reason why I came to Temple. The reason why I know about Temple is because of him. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what's Dang. up, man. That's what's up. Okay. So, so what is it about Temple that you like, right? Because you say it's close, yeah. right? But there are a bunch of other schools in this area that you can go hang out at, meet right. people at, party at. So why Temple? You got U Penn. You got Drexel. Right. I, I know. I understand that, but I've been. I've already been to some places, you know, and I feel like Temple is more. People more communicative. People are more themselves. People are more open. I go somewhere else. No, no, I'm cool. No, I'm, I'm chill. Like you come to Temple, easily. I met you at the skate park easily. Oh, I like right. your song. Let me go like this, like this. I just met you. Oh, I like your energy. Oh, follow. you know, it's like right. people are more open and more connective when it comes to certain parts. Like that's why I like Temple. It's more diverse. Okay. Drags are more other. It's just beyond. It's just more. I'm gonna say to myself, I'm gonna do my classes, I'm gonna do this. You come to Temple, oh yeah, let's go. You wanna go to a party? You wanna do that? You wanna have fun? You, you wanna chill, do this? You wanna do that? You wanna collab? You wanna do this? You wanna support this? They're more like connective wise. They're more targeted, they're more themselves. I realized that. That's why I like Temple a lot. Okay, so so what's your favorite Temple experience so far? I can't really say too much, but so far, I got a lot. I've been coming here for a long time. Mm. Long. I feel, I feel like I go here. Favorite Temple moment is when I first came here, October. On was that Halloween weekend? Probably Halloween weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked crazy. Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend yeah. Last year, yeah, yeah, that last year, that was my best experience here. I made my most friends. You know, Chris, Juan, Jabali, Sam. I can keep going through the list. I made a lot of friends, and I, well, I got all these cameras on. No, but <laughs> no, I, I really, you know, that's when I met everybody else. Ever since then, that's like my best year. My best moment actually. That actually created a one like steak sauce. Okay. A one yeah. like steak sauce. That's Chill, what's up, player. Right. So tell me this: you go by a one like steak sauce. How did you get that? Because if your name is Josh, you don't even have an A in your name. So how did you get a one? <laughs> I do. My name is Joshua. Oh, oh Joshua. I knew. Joshua. I knew it because Joshua. Okay, yeah. Okay. 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 So how did you get? Still, you're not a1? Alex. You're not Andrew. How'd you get a one? One day. And the steak sauce. All right, so one day I was like, you know what? I need a nickname. You know, if I want to do something, I need I need something. You know, they got a little Uzi, they got a little dirty, they got this, this, and that. Right. Right, I need right. something that's going to stick with me, something that's me. I started Googling names and stuff, and I seen Nick, and I seen A1, and I was like, what does A1 mean? I started realizing A1 means, like, it's like a saying of saying top tier or the, or the next up, like A1. Like, you know, so I'm like, you know what? My name is Joshua. I do got an A, and it do make sense. And I, I am, I like to motivate myself to saying I am the one. So I'm like, okay, A1 likes steak sauce. You know, because A1 sauce like steak. So I'm mm-hmm. like, A1 likes steak sauce. Then I'm like, okay, that's a little saying right there. They're like, yo, I'm, I'm, I mean, I got the sauce like A1. You know, I'm starting thinking it's, it's funny and it matched me. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to call my YouTube channel? I got to have A1. A1 land. I'm A1, and this is my land. That's the best way of looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, boom. Instagram, A1 underscore Josh. 17 is more so, it's deep into that. You know, my favorite artist is XXXTosfion. I put 17 for his little 
project. People don't know that. Now y'all know. That's how I created my name, though. So this is pretty Google. That's, I was like, yo, I need a cool nickname. Search up. I see game one. I was like, I'm going with it. Yeah, and we see your content, man. We see it. you on YouTube, man. You be everywhere, every single party, all everywhere, time. all the time. But I just wanted to ask, what made you want to be a content creator? What made you want to make content on YouTube? What made you want to be this larger-than-life character when it comes to content? You know, when I was a kid, I used to be, you know, you know everybody normal childhood. I used to, you know, be sad and all that. And I used to watch a lot of YouTubers they used to set a lot of impacts on me, you know, like ASO Delirious, like gaming YouTubers. You got other other YouTubers and stuff, but I started to see other people like, you know, YouTubers just do normal stuff. Like, I seen people do ding-dong and stuff, pranks and stuff, and I'm like, yo, I want to do that stuff. Interviewing people, I'm like, I want to do that stuff. They doing it, but they don't got the energy. So I'm like, mm. you know what? I want to set an impact. I want to let people know, like, you could really do whatever you want if you just apply pressure, you know? Right. It's especially if you believe in yourself. You can apply. Once you apply pressure, a lot of things will just come. That's all you got to do, believe in yourself. Thanks, so that's why thanks. I'm on that journey. I can't say too much because I'm still on the journey. But if I was Hemothy, I would have a lot more to say. But I'm going to humbly say I'm not there yet. Okay. Oh, you got it. I mean, I was just going to ask. So you say you're not there, not right? There yet. So what is, uh, like, success to you or what's like your dream achievement what's your goal for the content that you create my goal for the content i create i want people to be like you motivated me mm. to do this i made my channel because of this because of that your this video made me want to be better like you know i want i don't it's just not really about the money at the end of the day subscribers it's about what impact <laughs> you set on somebody you know did you motivate them? Did you make them see something different? Did they actually learn something? That's why a lot of my videos, people say you go to parties and all that. I'm like, I know I go to parties, but you can learn something out of it. Oh, I've never been to a party. I'll watch my video. That's a prime example of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, them parties oh, be going crazy. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're yeah. crazy. I got stories out the... Bro, I can't curse, but I got stories out the butt. <laughs> Okay, tell us, tell us one of your craziest stories. All right, the crazy, yo, what was the crazy, uh, listen, I can't say too much, but the craziest story was, it was this guy, right? He came okay. with like four people. He was, she was chilling, you know, everybody chilling, drinking, so I don't know if I can say that, but you know, chilling, everybody doing that. Bro, 25 minutes later, he on a curve like this. <sighs> he breathing heavy, so I'm like, yo, bro, you good? Bro, his friends left him. Main man fell back, hit his head on a concrete. Oh, bro, I felt so bad for him. I didn't do nothing because I just was like, like I was already activated, but I was more so like, like his friends left him. That's the mo, bro. That's crazy. That's messed That's up, crazy. bro. He was they, his. Fr I was like, yo, where your friends at? He was like, bro, they said hmm, me, and they said I can just walk home. I'm like, yo, wow. bro, Yikes. they not his friends. Wow, they not. Right. I'm gonna educate y'all real quick. You calling me a friend? The three letters at the end of friend is end. So mm. that's not that's not that's not your friends. You gotta be your brothers. You feel what I'm saying? They gotta oh. be the, the gang. They gotta be I the like family. That. You feel okay. me? Yeah. Family. Mm -hmm. What's the three letters at the end of family? I L Y. What that mean? I, I love, love you. you. Come on, educate it. You feel me? Chill. They don't know the wisdom. <laughs> Chill. All right, that's it. Oh, wow, that was great. Actually. That was good. <laughs> no, nah, that was actually good. That was lit. That was smooth. That was. Because family, <laughs> I look, I get it. I get All right. it. Wait, that, was, nice that was really good. I'm going to use that. Right. You're a friend, so you in. Right. Mm. Right. Family, and so friends I and brothers you. and sisters are different, though. It's so. right. very different. What did it end in ERS? I don't know. <laughs> sister, like T R E T E R. <laughs> okay, so you so you uh, 
from your content, people can really learn the value of camaraderie, right? It's not just about going out. Da, da, da. It's about having the best of time with people that you care about, being there for your people, connecting with strangers. You know, it's it's a lot deeper than that. I know a lot of people, they, they only see the surface. The right things, bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Right, right. Um, so, you know... I, we noticed on TikTok, right? So we're going to get onto your TikTok because we're talking about, you know, Listen, your YouTube. And your... Before we go to TikTok, right? Right. I'm going to let y'all know this right now. I don't got TikTok on my phone. Oh. Right? Right. <laughs> I literally created a cheat code for TikTok. The only reason how I hit them millions is this is conspiracy theories, bro. I literally was watching the movie and I was like, yo, I'm about to record a TikTok and troll and make them say, think this. And it actually worked. So that was a trolling so video? Finessed. Yeah. I don't try. I didn't try. I, was, I just wanted to try idea. I'm like, yo, like, if people getting millions of views doing this, I can do it too, right? I can say, oh, this person did this. Oh, this is going to happen. It's the internet. Like, people going to see the same thing every day. Like, you know? Wow. So you really know how to work the internet and social media and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I get people attention. Okay. I was going to ask, what was your favorite conspiracy oh, theory? Like, favorite... are you a conspiracy theorist? I am. My favorite conspiracy theory... I don't really got a favorite because that's kind of crazy to have a favorite. <laughs> but I really don't know. Like my, The only conspiracy theory I got is that I really honestly feel like the world we in right now is like a real life simulation. It's really a simulation. Like you're just, everybody else is just a number. That's how the higher up see it. They see us as numbers. They don't see us as Eagles. Joshua or this or Cor Like they don't see us as that. They see us as numbers. Like all right. Once you die, I need that, I need this. You know when you pass away and you're in your house and you got all your viable things, it's going right to the trash and getting burnt? Mm. Your whole life didn't mean nothing. All the jobs you worked, all the hard work you did, all this and this and that, make your name feed all the schools up. I don't care. Just like that. Like Thanos snapped his fingers, everything going. <laughs> right. That's why I make a channel because I'm like, man, I'm not giving somebody my time, you know, giving my my all my energy just for them to just wipe me from there. I set an impact. Right. So I like doing YouTube. I look at it as like a, it's a business. It's like it's like my after school program. It's my program. This is everything. This is my everything. You feel me? This is right. the reason why I'm the person I am today. I gotta stay positive. I gotta stay disciplined. I gotta be motivational. I gotta set an example. I can't just be a. Oh, let me go outside. Let me go party. My phone was cursed. But like you just, that's always gonna be there. Right. Party's always gonna be there. Right. Right. You gotta I set the that. tone. You gotta set the tone. And we talk about and you talk about these collabs and you doing all this content. Is there any future collabs you want to do in the future? Like anybody that you looked up to that you want to do collabs with in the near future? No, bro. I'm really a nerd, so I'm, let me be honest. <laughs> I want to collab, you know, with a lot of YouTubers. You know, like gaming YouTubers like Van Allscape and they so delirious. Probably some phase members. You right, know what I'm right. Saying? Probably want to. Everybody keeps saying the Philly Costanet, but. Just because I might got collab with Kaisenat. Kaisenat? Yeah, okay. Kaisenat. Whatever you say is English name and all that. But <laughs> I want to collab with him one day. And I want to collab with who else? Who else? Who else? Phantom? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I like UFC. I'm a big UFC fan. I want to go to one of their like, events. Like, you know, if you ever know the Nug Boys and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, we're like them, but more like from Philly. You know? Pretty right. much, that's a better way of Philly putting it. Like, we're going to be like. You never watch a video, you be like, yeah, I'll do that. I would have did this. We're going to do that. You know, just to make it, we want to be them, we want to be that third person point of view, like, all right. So say, like, you see my video, you're like, yo, I should, I, he should have said that to that girl. All right, let me know. Text me on Instagram right now. I'll do it right now. 
That's why I started doing a lot, a lot of different videos, like parties and all that. They cool, bro. That's, a, that's how I made a name for myself. It's kind of right. make me mad, but it works. It makes you mad. Why? <sighs> I do other stuff. Right. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk I do about other it. Stuff, yeah. You know, I do. I do gaming videos. You know. I like to interview people a lot. You know, I like to teach people how to, you know, learn. I like doing podcasts, conspiracies. I like to talk, you know? Right. So you're like a little journalist. She could say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and also, you're a musician, are yeah. you not? Right? How do y'all know these things? Listen. <laughs> listen, we had to do our research, right, listen, bro. <laughs> we got to stay prepared, yo. Listen, right. So, you know, we, we listen to some of your music. Okay. I would love to learn just like a quick rundown of your songwriting process. Oh, so... When I make my music, all my music, right? First of all, I started making music at 16. It was in high school, you know? I met him by doing music, you know? My man, STG's out. So, you know, like, I learned him by doing music. Like, I wasn't, I'm not I'm really a musician, I'm gonna be honest. Like, it kind of chose me, you know? You know how it was something like, you just, like, you listen to beats with your friends, you just freestyling, chilling, y'all doing your thing, and y'all just, you know, one day you just venting one day. You play a beat, you just want to write something, you know? Right. I wrote my first song. When I was, like, 16, it, my process is pretty normal. That's the first time. When I started making, like, you know, venting, emotional, you know, melodic-type music, started singing, I was like, you know what? I got to talk about some real things that happen, you know, like heartbreaks, you know, yeah. feelings, you know, stuff like right, that. Like you got to start opening it up. You got to really, like, let the world know that I'm that guy, but I got feelings, bro. Like, that hurt me. So let me put my pain out of my song real quick. You feel me? You got to vent. That's... That's my music. It's my, you know, my old little pain back then. I don't make music no more too much. Would you ever get back to it? Of course. What? What? <laughs> Let me cook. My boy. Let me I know. My I boy. <laughs> well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today on Wake Up Call. It's been a pleasure having you. Where can people find you? And if you were to produce new music, where could they find you on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, even though you don't really have it on your phone, right. to stay up to date with everything Josh or A1 a1 just like steak sauce a1 like steak sauce you can find me on youtube a1 land instagram a1 underscore josh 17 you feel me that's really it i don't use twitter i don't use tiktok i don't it's just instagram and youtube that's it awesome well thank you so so much for joining us guys don't leave yet because we still have some more to talk about love is in the air so get ready as we give you guys some relationship advice with that being said we'll be back on whip radio wake up call in a little bit Wake Up Call. I am your host, Corey Parker, and I'm here with... Rachel Abelard. A1 Like Six All. And Jay Matthews II. And we are here Jeez. for Love is in the Air. We have a situation of this couple, and we're going to give our advice to them on what they should do in this situation. So in a summary, this lady is frustrated with her husband, who is 38 years old, for constantly bringing up her past and making hurtful confidence during a challenging time in his life. He's been struggling with unemployment for about four years and has been faced with additional stressors. He's projecting his frustrations onto this woman and often mentioning her past relationships and comparing himself negatively to them. These comments have been a daily occurrence and her attempts to address the issue has been extremely unsuccessful. She's noticed in looking for advice on how to handle this situation. Is it worth considering opening communication? If necessary, should she seek professional help? So, folks, what do you think this lady should do? Because the man is bringing up her past, and it seems like he's going through a challenging time himself. Do mm. you think she should open up about it? Do you think they need some outside help? What's the vibe? I don't think it's okay to 
throw anyone's past in their face in a demeaning manner. You're not winning because what's the goal? You know what I mean? Before you get into any kind of arguments, disputes, disagreements, anything like that, you guys need to set goals with each other. And I'm saying this as someone who's been to couples therapy before. That's the one thing that I've heard a million times. Set goals. Why are you having this conversation? What do you want out of it? Why are you coming for each other? What's the goal? What do you think? Listen, I'm going to keep it nice and quick and cute. They got two options. You can put their feelings aside and talk about it, or they need to get separated because I feel like, you know, especially as human beings, you shouldn't bring up no one's past because everybody's hurting and healing. Everybody's in the process of doing that. Right. People are still hunting. You feel me? People, people can say, I'm healed, but still feel that. So I feel like you should never bring up mm-hmm. nobody's past. You know, you should worry about right now. You know, everybody gets stuck in the, oh, let's talk about the past, let's talk about the future. What about right now? We, what we can change right now at this moment that's that can be like, oh, you're right, or, oh, I understand where you're coming from. I get that point of view. You know, it's like, they got two options. You got talk it out or just separate or then come back. You never know. That's, yeah. When it comes to, like, emotions and feelings, and especially love, it's hard, it's stressful, it hurt us, but it would definitely save us. So that should... That's just how yeah. it should that's be. Just, yep. That's, that's just it. How I almost it is, cursed, bro. but that's it. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um, I'm a, honestly, I'm gonna agree with you on that. A one, gotta talk it out because why are you putting someone's past in someone's face? That's the past for a reason. You gotta focus on the present and the future right now in this moment. Like talking about someone's past, that's someone's past. Let it go. It's the past. You know what I mean? You gotta talk it out because if you don't talk it out, that creates more emotional damage and. That creates a mental fortitude that cannot help no one in the near future. So I'm going to say, yo, talk it out, get it right, and get things going. Because if you ain't going to get things going, then I'm going to say, yo, cut it off. It's done. It's over with. You know what I mean? For sure. And I definitely agree. I think that you either need to put it to the side and just talk about it. I think he also should probably go to therapy. Because it seems like he's having a lot of challenges himself. And he's kind of letting those feelings and emotions kind of take over. So I think he should definitely get some personal help because I think that could in all help um, the situation with his significant other in this situation. Um, but at the same time for her, if it's something that she can't deal with anymore, if she can't talk to him, maybe like you said, A1, maybe they need to cut it off and just take a break, separate from each other. You know, do some like, have y'all watched Ultimatum? No. Nah. <laughs> well, do some ultimatum type stuff. and Like, yeah. take a break from each other. See if there's anyone else that could fit what you're looking for. And if you realize that you really miss each other, come back together. But if he's making you feel uncomfortable bringing up your past, which, like you said, is your past, there's no need to stay in that situation if you can't feel comfortable and happy and enjoy your relationship. So unnecessary. So do you, do you guys think there's ever a case in which someone should bring up the past? Because we bring up the past in politics, we bring up the past in social situations all the time because, you know, we do need to learn from the past. It's worth talking about. So what are the scenarios or situations in which you guys think you should bring up the past in your relationship? That's a really good question. I think if we notice, like, okay, when you're going through the talking stage, we talked about this yesterday. Um, you're getting to know the person. You're finding out yep. who they are. I think through that, if you were to hear how they were, who they are as a person, and they haven't changed, like, type thing. If they haven't changed who they are, if they were bad back in the day, and through talking to them, you've realized that, but 
then you're seeing in the present time that they're just the same person. I think it's okay to bring up the past because it's like, you were like this back in the day, you haven't changed. What can we do to change it? I think using the past against somebody, especially if they have changed, I don't think that should be the case at all. Mm. Like you said, too, we definitely do use the past in politics, but I think that's because it's something super serious. This is the United States we're talking about. Like, you're going to run the United States and you said racist comments back then, like, that's who we're you are back then. Up. You've probably changed, but the fact that you thought that was okay back in the day, you're about to run America, That's that stuff can't, you know, fly. Right. So I also think it depends on the situation that you're in. What is the past that we're talking about? Um, have you changed? Have you not changed? What's the role that you're talking about? In the relationship situation, I think, like I said, only if they haven't changed should you bring up the past. Otherwise, I don't think it's necessary. Okay. How about you guys? Fellas. Me personally? <clears throat> Let's go for bullshit. If politics, what she said, she's absolutely right. You know, it's lives are in hands. This is no, this is no joke. Somebody can just like that, you know. But relationships, I feel like, as a man, you know, girls, <laughs> let them do their thing, you know. Right, right, right. But as a man, I feel like I should never bring up stuff like that. That is disrespectful on my end yep. and on her, like on her end. If she bring it up, but it's, at the same end of the day, I'm not supposed to be at that type level to be like, why are you talking about my... She probably might see a mistake, you know? The past is your mistakes, regrets, and your and all, whatever, your, your pain and everything, you know? That's why it's the past, you feel me? It's your memories. So it's like certain memories gave you lessons. So it is, you know, I don't bring up the past. Personally, if I had, like, a, a girlfriend or a wife or anything like that, I would never bring up the past because it's, it's not worth it. It's the past I'm worrying about right now, right. you know? I'm not the type of person who just four-dimensional. Oh, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. I don't care what you did. You know, that shit passed. That's you. Right now, it's worried about right now, what we could change, what we can know. Is we building together, like Legos, or you just going to build my tower and then just, you know, leave, you I, know? Yeah, I feel you. I you just going to leave, anyone. you know? Mm-hmm. When it comes to politics, though, that's, listen. We got lives in the state. Yeah, like, you leading the country, like. Yeah, that's that, no joke. <laughs> it's not a joke at all. So they're going to want somebody that's a leader, somebody that has a background where it's, where their credentials are like, yo, like, okay, boom, this per this person is fit in this situation. As far as the relationship is concerned, it's appropriate to talk about the past when you're getting to know someone. Like, Corey, we talked about this yesterday. When you get to know someone so you know, like, where they've been through, you know, how they've been, like, what caused them to be in these type of actions. So that's when you really talk about the past. And A1, you just said it, like, when it's when we in a relationship, yo, present, future. What are we going to talk about? What's next? What are we going to do right now? And I think, honestly, though, a weekly conversation with your partner about um, how can we do better in our relationship? How can we thrive for more in our relationship? That's definitely what needs to be put on. So that's why nowadays a lot of people lack communication. Yeah. People like, don't that's understand communication true. is literally, like, key. It's, bro, it can help you through a lot. So say you want a relationship, right? We're going out for, like, six months, you know, and constantly once a week or twice a week. Yeah. We just sit there and talk. What are things that's making you mad? What are things that you know? It's not that I'm overprotective or this and this and that. You know, men, we're like, you see a lion in the, in the jungle. To, like, right. he's just on that. Like, bro, get away from my, my child. You feel me? It's just like, you just be like on that. So it's like, nah, bro, like. How can I help you better in yeah, this situation? Yeah, like, how can right? I build you up? Like, you got to. You got to take certain pieces off or certain pieces to fit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And we might not fit. It's like a Lego, bro. You just, just not fitting. <laughs> okay, let me get a, you not know. A Lego. <laughs> no, not a Lego. But right, you know what I'm saying? Right. No, you got to build. 
You can't, nobody, everybody don't know how to build nowadays. They just know how to tear them down, take a little piece, run away. Like, are you going to build me? Right. Break me? Emotional development. Like, are, what are you going to do? You know? Hello. Right. Build like a Lego or let go. <laughs> Hey, yo. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we only have a few minutes left, but I'd love to get into this quote that uh, Corey actually found. It's by Mark Manson, a three times number one New York Times best-selling author. And he says the most important factor in a relationship is not communication, but respect. Facts. Respect is the baseline cool. of all of it, right? Without respect, you can't even communicate. You can't, you can't do anything without respect. That's the very first step. That's that very first Lego brick, you know what I mean, that you mm. need to, to even build anything that's foundationally strong. Um, so he, he asked a bunch of long-lasting couples, you know, how they were able to last, what they were able to do, and all of that stuff. And they pretty much just said, you know, conflicts are unavoidable. You, if you don't respect your, your partner or your friends, you know, you don't respect yourself. Um, don't talk trash on your partner to your friends. OK, D respect that they have different hobbies, opinions and don't keep secrets from your partner. Those were like their main points, these long lasting couples. So, I mean, that's that's definitely something to consider, especially in, in the middle of an argument. How are you going to tr tr respect them? Right. How are you going to still implement that respect in the middle of an argument? Do you do it with your friends? Do you do it with your family? Do you do it with your loved ones? How do you handle that kind of that kind of stuff, you know? So that's always something to consider. Just the respect, first and foremost, and then the communication, second. And I think respect, even outside of relationships, is so important. Like, that is honestly the most important thing. If you have respect for somebody, you're going to be respected back, A. You have the ability to communicate in a way that's not undermining. You can communicate, talk about these things. She wouldn't feel the need to even have this conversation with her husband if her husband respected her. Like, I think respect is something that these days we lack so much. Like, so much. And it's basic stuff. Like, basic things. Such as even just saying hello when someone walks in. Like, stupid stuff I feel like we lack these days so much. But if we had it, the world could be a little bit better. So mm. I definitely agree with Mark Manson's quote that respect is the number one most important thing because it can avoid... and allow you to resolve certain issues so much faster for yeah. sure and yeah. let me get real for a second um when someone says no no means no when someone says stop stop means stop you gotta respect that in a relationship if you ain't about to abide by that if you're not about to respect that you gotta dip like honestly though like and if you're gonna lack some if you're gonna lack respect like as far as a relationship is concerned you should not be in that relationship. So no, no. when someone says no, it's no. When someone says stop, it's stop. Do not keep pushing. Do not keep going forward. Because if you keep doing that, something's going to happen to you. Period. And like my roommate said, she says no is a full sentence. Yep. It no is. is a full sentence. So if I say no, you don't need a why. You don't need a what I was thinking in the moment. No. So, hey, same with stop. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Chill, so that's yeah, that's uh, advice with uh, wake up call relationship right. advice. So if you guys have any kind of questions for us, please feel free to go on our Instagram uh, wake up call dot W H I P. Ask us some questions. Yes. You know, what I mean, maybe we can talk about it live on radio. Maybe, you know, we can we can help you solve your problems. You know, I mean, we are all wisdom gurus in here, especially Josh. Right. So uh, hey, we'll, just like steak sauce. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's the one to come to the for one, relationship bro. advice. Right. Right. Um, so we'll be back after this break. Break. You guys enjoy the tunes. Welcome back.
back, everyone, to WHIP Radio. Wake up call. I'm Corey Parker here with Rachel Abelard. He went like six us. And Jay Matthews the second. And it's our last segment of the day, you guys. It's kind of went by pretty fast. I liked it today. And we have, like he said, we still have Josh here with us. But today we're going to talk about living in peace. This is going to be a new segment on the show where we just give you an uplifting quote or just thing you can take with you to conquer the world and conquer the rest of your day. Today is Wednesday, so we're halfway through the week. And the quote that we have for you is from spiritual author Amit Ray. And his quote is, looking at beauty in the world is the first step to purifying your mind. So, it's also important to know Amit outlined his top practices for finding beauty in this world. One is to take a walk in nature, watch the sunrise slash sunset, Visit a park or art gallery, listen to beautiful music, read a good book or a poem, surround yourself with beautiful objects, spend time with beautiful people, meditate on the beauty of the present, do something creative, practice self-care, seek out beautiful places, connect with your spiritual beauty, focus on the beauty within yourself, practice gratitude, speak up for others, surround yourself with supportive people, performing acts of kindness, last but not least, learn forgiveness and how to let go, and then lastly, respect slash value others' opinions. So Wake Up Crew plus Josh today, what are your thoughts on this quote? Do you think this quote is important? Is this something that we should implement into our lives? And if so, how can we implement it into our lives? I think mental health comes in play when you talk about this. You talk about looking at the sunrise. You're talking about take a deep walk with nature. It definitely can bring a, a huge mental being on someone. It can definitely have a huge mental health on someone. And it can enlighten someone in a huge way. Remember weeks ago, y'all, we talked about stress and, you know, what calms us down. This is definitely a way that something like this calms us down. I mean, Rachel, you talked about it, like, during the break. You talked about the sunrise coming up and how you watch the sunrise. Um... I've talked about, like, nature. Corey, you talked about something in that essence. So just a lot of mental being, a lot of mental health in a good, positive way is what he's implying, and that's definitely healthy and definitely good to go. Yeah, I agree. Um, When you think a little too hard about existence, things can get a little chaotic, right? Like, I, I like to, you know, I know Josh is a conspiracy theorist. I am too, and I find myself going crazy like I have existential crises like every week and that usually happens when I don't take the time to find the beauty in what's around me you really need to be able to ground yourself especially when you find yourself caught up in school work family relationships ah my body sucks ah my brain sucks ah my hair like you know when you find yourself in the drama of life actually taking the time to go outside take a breath of fresh air touch some grass like literally touch some grass because the grass actually releases just positive energy if you take off your shoes walk in some grass like literally hug a tree your mood will go up read about it google it i'm serious your it'll it'll positively impact your mood you know what i mean so some of the things that um uh amit said uh that you know listening to beautiful music reading a good book or poem surrounding yourself with beautiful objects like I talk about my cats once a week, twice a week, every day, right? Um, they're beautiful. They're beautiful to me, right? When I look at my cats and I pet my cat, like, my day is literally better. Um, pets and, and good people can lower your blood pressure. It can really help you see the beauty in the world around you, in life. You know, practicing gratitude, saying thank you, telling your friends you love them, telling your family you love them. Just these little things can improve your outlook on life every single day, every single day. 
No, I definitely agree. I feel like, especially for me personally, it's ho- I never really take that step of looking at the beauty in this world. Kind of like Josh mentioned earlier, I feel like I'm always focusing on the past or in the future and just thinking about what could happen, what has happened, and not what can I do in this moment. So I love that he said this, to look at the beauty in the world, to really just practice being present. And I think it's something that we lack so many, so much these days is just worrying about what ifs, what is going to come next. And so I think by focusing on the beauty of the world, we can really work on being present, which I think is super important, living in such a fast-paced world. And out of his list, I feel like my favorite one was definitely to take a walk in nature. And I think for us being here in the city at Temple, we don't really have much nature here, if we're being completely honest. We just have a lot of buildings. So I feel like going downtown, I don't know if you guys have been to Rittenhouse Square downtown. I feel like it's a super peaceful place. I walked through there, and I literally just felt so relaxed and zen. So I feel like if you feel the need to just relax and be at peace, find a place with a lot of trees, with some grass, like Rachel said, to just work on being present. Because sometimes the city can be super overwhelming. I know being a suburban girl from the DMV, exactly. you know, you know um, Jay, um, it can be hard being in the city so finding a place where you can just be in nature be with the world recognize the world's beauty i think is so important and then just also practicing gratitude i think that's something we forget and just realizing that anything that we do we should be grateful for being here today we should be grateful for being alive it's a blessing like not everyone was able to wake up today not everyone is able to do something that they love today so being able to recognize hey i'm literally doing something i love every day monday through friday i'm awake i'm alive i'm breathing i'm healthy i have friends like be grateful be blessed focus on the good things not the bad yeah just basically be blessed you know i'm glad that we're all in this blessed world this blessed environment you know y'all you two every day like y'all have been amazing, like for a good fat week. Keep it going. A one with the salt with the A one like stay salt right here. Got an interview, so you know, just being blessed, healthy, you know, alive and we're gonna just keep it going. We're young right now. We got a lot going for us and you know, the future gonna be bright. I guarantee you with all of us, including with A one with the steak sauce. Right, all right, right. A one with the steak sauce. <laughs> right, Josh, what do you think? Well the quote Yeah. Just about you everything, know everything everything that man said was everything I everything I do is pretty much like you know I feel like if you want to be the next person you want to evolve to your higher self you got to start changing certain things your eating habits your routines a lot of things you put in your body is pretty bad for you if people know what uh, frequencies are you know a lot of people listen to music music plays a big part in your life because it's a certain frequency that gives your body and the reaction. You ever listen to NBA Youngboy, you ready to go crazy. Or Lil Uzi, you ready to go crazy. You ready to go crazy. I bet you play some, some more calm, collective, play a little piano sound, guitar sound, like any natural instrument with like that frequency is going to make you feel good. Go out in nature, put a little headphones on. Or actually, don't even put the headphones on. Actually, just be in your own mind. You know, your mind is your headphones. Your iPhone is in your head. So sometimes people just got to learn how to disconnect from these false realities or alternatives. Like what she said, you know, my hair might look bad. This might look this, 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 and that. Who cares? You know, it, you, you make your reality how you want to make it. Are you going to care about what people say about you? Or are you going to be the person who's going to just take it in and be like, okay, what, who are you? Are you God to tell me I, I'm supposed to do this and do that? That's my mindset. Like, are you God to tell me my shoes look ugly? Like, as I'm supposed to, like, actually feel some type of way? Right. You know, that's why I'm, like, always smiling. I'm always up because my morning, now I'm going to get a little morning routine. I wake up, probably make some tea, you know, probably relax, chill, probably go do some push-ups, you know, probably do something, stretch your body out, go out for nature. If what she said, 
you know, go hug a tree. You know, biohacking is really a thing. You know, they gave us these shoes to disconnect us from the world. So a lot of time, you know, we feel sad, we feel depressed, we feel lonely, we feel lost. But, but it really is, is that we're not charged up. Our battery not charged up. We're not actually connected. We're in a building every day. We're around. We don't get the time to see the sun, to get the time to see the clouds. There's buildings around us, you know? That's why when you go out where she said you feel more open, you feel more happy, you feel more alive, your ideas, you can, you can write read, you can write books, you write them, you can uh, read poetry, you're reading, you know, you're actually reading right now, oh, you don't want to edit this video this day, but you go over here, you want to do this, like, you know, it's just like, it's energy, energy plays a big part in life, energy plays actually the biggest part in life, energy creates everything, you have bad energy, something bad happened to you, karma, you know, coincidence, timing, this right here, this is a this is supposed to happen, you know. This is I'm not breaking the timeline. This is supposed to happen, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm come here, drop some knowledge, some wisdom, and I go, and I come back. Retweet, <laughs> retweet, because if you guys ever saw like uh, grains of sand on a stereo, right, and they'll blast the stereo, the grains of sand will make a shape. Every part of new nature is is connected. We are all connected. And it's not some hippy-dippy stuff to, to say that certain frequencies will impact the way we think, the way we feel, the way we move. That's not, that's not a conspiracy. That's not, you know, a random thought. That's real. That's very real. I remember one time I went to some function where I met this girl, this super hippy-dippy girl, man. She was like, I don't like wearing shoes because it separates me from the world, like... You know, when you have rubber, you know, what I mean, and you have artificial materials kind of on your feet separating you from the grass, you end up caring less about the grass. You care less about the earth. You care less about what's around you because, you know, like Josh said, we we barely see it. We barely touch it. We barely interact with it, especially when you're in the city. Uh, like Corey said, you're kind of you're you're separated from all that's actually real. We're, we're around fabricated things every single day. And that's that's OK. Right. That's the modern world that we live in. But taking the time to ground yourself, you know, taking the time to take appreciation in the air that you're breathing, you know, the, the life that you're living. That's that's a big deal. That takes a lot of strength to, to do something like that. So just be sure to try to do that today, um, tomorrow, next week and encourage those around you to do the same. Yes, I love that. I love that. Do you guys have any final words before we close out today? Yeah, one more thing. Later on tonight, our very own entertainment director, Lauren, is going to have her Real Deal show tonight. Make sure you tune in at 9 p.m. on iHeartRadio, WHIP Radio. Our very own radio director, I mean, our very own entertainment director, excuse me, will have her own show tonight, The Real Deal, 9 p.m. Lauren and her host, Maya, they're going to have a great show tonight. I expect a huge show tonight. Ooh. Yes, yes. Congratulations, guys. Enjoy your show. Have fun. Um, and for all of our Wake Up Call listeners, like he said, make sure to tune in to them as well. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at wakeupcall.whip. And you can tune back in early tomorrow at 9 a.m. here on iHeartRadio's WHIP radio station for more time with your Wake Up crew. And we're out, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Be Bye. Safe. 